everything our finalists have done, there can only be one winner. And we've made our final decision. The winner of Dracula and the world's next drag super monster is... Landon Sider. So, Marys, you can't see me, but I'm doing that Oprah gif where she, like, looks around from left to right and then puts her hands out saying, well, <laughs> duh. I mean, which is, again, one of my favorite gifts ever. And I think fully explains my reaction to Landon winning, which it was like, well, it was like Bianca winning season six. It was like, well, yeah, of course. My gif is Valerie Cherish saying... I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was well, right. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I will say this. I think I texted you while I was watching it, but I said after that floor show, it's going to be hard to crown just one person. So obviously they had to consider the entire season. There are little nuances of, the floor show that we can you know parse out in this discussion um but yeah i mean landon was great Uh, so was priscilla there was really great moments from dahlia i i mean i i can't wait to get into it but uh it it was clear that landon was gonna win unless she he flubbed the floor show which he definitely didn't so yeah i mean all three of the floor shows were really strong and each of them had a moment where i was like oh fuck that's awesome and i think that for a final floor show is is great it's all it's like the most you can ask for is that all of them did a great job and were super creative and i think in some cases like certainly dahlia and priscilla in some cases it was like wow this is like the best i've ever seen of you on the show yeah. This is really impressive. So it's a great final impression for the two of them of like, this is what they can do when they're not in that pressure cooker and you give them a week to put something together, you know? Right. Um, I, you know, I have a question for you. Obviously there was no deliberation after the floor show. It was just kind of clips from the critiques we didn't see. We kind of heard one comment about each performer Regardless of why this happened, because obviously it could have been the episode was too long or something happened with shooting. I don't know. What are the positives you see of not having a deliberation after a final runway or floor show? I mean, it's it's hard because I'm sitting here. I'm kind of a little blue balls by by Dragula because, I, you know, I want to see what they have to say about this. And so I this isn't answering your question. I think the answer to your question is that they've basically, I think what they've basically done is they've stuck to their word and they said like drag is art and art is subjective. This is no longer really, I mean, it's a challenge in a way, but it's really just display your drag. And Mm. so they're not going to critique it because they're not here to critique their drag, you know? And so I kind of feel like in a way they were, um, they were just kind of putting their money where their mouths were. But I feel like in the format of this show, it's like to not have a final deliberation. It's like, girl, this is what we came here for. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, even to hear their positive reviews, yeah. to hear the, hear the performers talk about 
each look, I could see the positives of, of getting that moment. I think the positive for me is they're putting it out there and they're saying the drag is just speaking for itself. At this moment, we're just going to crown the winner. All three of them could have been the winner and we're choosing Landon. I, it, it kind of felt like that to me. I think Landon, what I love about Landon's crowning is that it was clear that it wasn't just because Landon was a drag king. It's clear that it was, oh, this is a, an artist who has honed their craft, came into this competition already at the top of his game and completely slayed it the whole time. There wasn't any doubt and I love that for a Drag King winner because I would not want Landon to have won if Dahlia and Priscilla did really great in the floor show, you know, and was like, oh, well, Landon's a Drag King. You know, I certainly wouldn't want him to be pigeonholed. So I was happy that they just kind of presented it and it was like, yep, Landon wins. Well, it's like on Drag Race when they say, I, I almost want a tote bag that says, it's time for a big girl to win. <laughs> oh, because. <laughs> <laughs> I That's just, a great tote bag. It's, it's a great, great tote, tote bag. bag. I just think yeah. it's time for a big girl to win because it's like not about that at all. Like I understand like the sentiment or where it's coming from, but it's like for the winner, it's like really? That's all. That's all Eureka O'Hara would be. That's all Ginger Minge can be. Is just it's so the reductive. big girl. It's so yeah. reductive, and it's I think a, yeah, it's, it's um, completely d like demeans their drag in a way so right it just means that all they have to bring to the table is is their thing that is what's implied is their thing that's not desirable that they overcame and were able to mm. win you know because that's really the implication there is that right. like it's finally someone with this disadvantage pulled ahead you know what do you um, think about uh that that common meme or that common saying like i vote for anybody black is that the same kind of thing? I don't think it's the same. I I think it's, I don't know. You know, when I hear that, what that makes me think of, it reminds me of is like, um, like that expression, oh, it's good for the Jews. You know, like certain art or movies or something or like, or something that someone does, like there's an expression, but oh, it's good for the Jews. Like that idea, like this paints the Jewish people and like, uh, or the Jewish people. It's so paints Jewish people in like a very um, positive light. You know, it's not showing mm. them as, as stereotypes. Mm. I think the same can be applied to the idea of like, oh, it's good for the gays. It paints us in a good light. I think it, I don't think it's the same thing, but I feel like it's coming from the same energy of like, I need to support this cause. Um, right, right. I need it's to like, like why people loved Black Panther, but even though a lot of people didn't really love it, they just loved it because it was different. You know, yeah. obviously there were some great things about that movie. Do not get me wrong, Marys. But uh, there are certain people that only loved it because it was different. Yeah, it's, it, and that's tricky. Like, I think, you know, you bring up a good nuance. It's like, how is it different? It's probably not entirely different, but I find one more reductive than the other. Yeah. Oh, sure. I, I feel like with Landon, though, especially, yeah, you don't want him to win just because he's a drag king. Although... Mm -hmm. The fact that he won and is a drag king is pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's kind of like it's great that Monet Exchange won All-Stars 4. Um, it's great that she's the first black winner of All-Stars, but it's also great that she won. And yeah. I feel like to just say, oh, well, you know, Monet is just the first black winner of All-Stars. It's like, well, but then you just like it's just stopping there and, it, and it's saying, well, that's almost saying what's. 
that's all we're really focusing on versus like all these other incredible qualities. And I think, you know, the, yeah, the same thing with Landon, I think, especially Landon, where the iceberg underneath Landon is a drag, drag king who won Dragula is so huge with talent and nuance and skill that it's like, you know, if this was a drag queen, it would be obvious, an obvious win because mm. of the skill. Yeah. Yeah. No different, you know? Like Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to their interview with Craig on Whimsically Volatile and I of course this is the reality, but I don't know why it didn't occur to me sooner, but they were saying how since the beginning of Dragula in the clubs when they had like the competition there, they always had different types of performers that weren't just drag queens. It was always open to that. And I think the first winner of their competition was an AFAB queen. And, you know, they, it was it, it was that. And then when they put out a call for this TV show, Dragula, they actually didn't get a diverse number of applicants. Like it was mostly drag queens because of RuPaul's Drag Race. They were like, oh, well, this is all they're kind of looking for. So there were people that didn't even apply. And then on in the same breath, they were like, and also, we didn't want to just cast a drag king to cast a drag king. They, we wanted them to be good. We wanted them to, to be able to win. We wanted them all to be able to win. So I always thought that was, or I, I this week, I thought that was really interesting that, it, of course, there could have been a drag king the whole time. It's just nobody was applying because they didn't even think it applied to them. Oh, and I didn't realize the Boulet brothers did an episode on Whimsically Volatile. Um, that's so it's exciting. Great. It's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, I, every once in a while, I kind of jump back to that podcast. I mean, I know people are kind of like, well, if Katya's not there, but I, I, Craig's not. He's. I think he can conduct a good interview. I listened to a bit of the one with the Vixen. Mm. Um, yeah, I love that one. He's great. Yeah, yeah I, I think he I, asks great questions. He's very knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah, there was another one I, I liked as well. I can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, I mean, they're good conversations. They have great, it's just like that show has like, even if you're like, eh, Craig is not your favorite host, like the guests are so good. Oh, I know. He, he provides a really good platform for them. He's very yeah. well-researched. It's not like he just shows up and laughs with them. He really right. gives them like questions to answer that are mm -hmm. deep and important. Yeah, yeah. And, and he does not stop short with the Boulay brothers. They are so intentional. It, uh, their whole story is really fantastic. Just hearing them talking about Drag Race and the ground that Drag Race... Uh, they, they speak on, you know, Drag Race kind of uh, getting flack for not being diverse enough. Like, they speak on that. It's, it's, it's a really great interview. Oh, well, that's great. I'll have to uh, give that a little listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, well, Mary, why don't we why don't we jump into this finale? But before we do, let our ooky spooky Marys know what they are listening to on this Halloween. Well, uh, for one last time, or is it? Insert thunder crash here. Uh, this is another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is our podcast dedicated to all things Dragula, the underworld of Dragula, and the nightmare the Boulay brothers have created with this spooky TV show. I'm Johnny, and if I'm a bitch for being honest, then I'm the biggest bitch you've ever met. And I'm Colin, and uh, I got the pumpkin. I got it. <laughs> Just bears repeating. I got the pumpkin. I mean, like, nothing has ever... 
summed up. Like to me, it is like the drag version of like I carried the watermelon. Yes, I got oh, the pumpkin. Completely. I got the pumpkin. Yeah, I got the. I oh, good watermelon. Louise, good Louisiana. Uh -oh. Good, you got the pumpkin. Great. Okay. Nobody puts Louise in a corner. That's yeah. right. Or in a haunted house. Yeah. Or in a haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> Let her do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, Marys. Uh, here we are at the finish line at the the end of the haunted house, uh, at the yeah. end of the final girl, if you will, or the final king. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, where we are. End. Yeah, I, I, I have to, we have to talk about the opening because to do a craft reference and to have Vander Von Odd be that nuanced, mm. they, I'm so happy that they ended on this high note. Uh, when I realized that it was a craft reference, I was like, okay, all right, ladies, all right, <laughs> making your references. You know, I, I half expected Rachel True to pop in and be like, yeah. guys, I'm just having the best time. <laughs> I love this show. Like she's just tanked by then. Um, God bless her. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed that. I have to say that I don't understand what the wraparound story was. Um, like it oh, just felt like right. it was all yeah. building up to something, yeah. and then they just killed Nurse Jackie. And I was yeah. like, well, all this for NJ? I mean, granted, she is our uh, what is she? She won the award for featured um, featured guest Emmy. In oh, uh, really? our superlatives. Our, no, in our superlatives, oh, in our superlatives last superlatives. week. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. ours. The, the Marys, if you will. The only one that matters. It's from the Marys. <laughs> the Marys the Choice Mary Awards. Awards. The, the Marys Choice Awards. Awards. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the most important one because it's from the Marys. Oh, God. You know, I, I just keep picturing that episode of Drag Race from season seven when they had the Despy Awards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's... It's basically the same. It's basically the same idea. Um, yeah, we should do that at some point. Maybe we'll do. We'll we'll have a poll. We'll have people who can vote. We'll like we'll like put the, the our backs into creating this for something, and we'll do the Mary's Choice Awards. Mary's Choice, I love it. Yeah, yes. Mary's Choice. Yes. It's Mary's, Mary's choice, choice, you know. Well, yeah. it's Mary's Choice. I can have two. Yeah. <laughs> two turtle doves. Yeah. Mary's, choice. Mary's Choice. <laughs> Mary's Choice. I'm thinking of Sophie's Choice. Now. I am, dude. I'm literally thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, cho cho choosy Marys, choose. Yeah, yeah. choosy Marys. <laughs> choose. What are you doing here, Jeff? <laughs> the choosies. The choosies. <laughs> the choosies. Yeah, yeah. Mar the Marys Choice Award, and the award is called a choosy. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, sure. Like I'd really vote for, <laughs> for choosy. <a> choosy. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Choosies. <laughs> Want to try our appetizer sampler? Why choose if you don't have to? It choosies. <laughs> All right, Mary. So right. Uh, we have, uh, you know, the 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 boudoir. There is a nuance that I just noticed, and I can't believe it took me all season to create this connection. But there is boudoir or morgue music that is very get to work from 90s movies a la Sue Ellen figuring out how to save General Peril West from going oh, bankrupt uh -huh. and don't tell mom uh, the babysitter's dead. Yeah. You know I'm what aware. I'm saying? Oh, Franklin. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Just oh. like, oh, grab the plaid. Grab the plaid. Put I know. it with oh, the stripes. Oh, put it with the stripes. 
and then put the brooch on it, all of a sudden a look comes together. And she's doing that thing where she's moving it. She's looking the hands. Yes, oh, yes, the oh, hands. it's so great. Yeah. Oh. She can't sew. Yeah. Oh, she can't sew, but she can layer two two uniforms and an earring. Thank you, Katrina. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Katrina. You, Katrina. <laughs> she can glue a she can glue a jewel to her tra- her chest. It's a very and it was a lovely, lovely, very beautiful jewel. It's a beautiful jewel. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, yes, there is definitely. Oh no, there's definitely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, it's got it's got that like plinky, plunky, echoey kind of thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's I it. love that music. I That's love it. that music. I you uh, know. Me too. I've taken the note about how much I love that music like for three or four different episodes and just didn't Forgot mention it. it. The yeah. music this episode between this the floor show. Oh, the floor show was. For the micro moments, the the scary music that plays when Landon, as the Tin Man, eats Dorothy's uh, heart. Uh, Go to that moment. The music uh, is so good. It's like it's like the wow. Yeah. Like this, this like. Boom. Yeah. Oh, there's beat drops. There's just oh, it just gets big. It's like take two seats, Howard Shore, because <laughs> this. Now this is what I call music. That's Volume right. That's one. Right. Are you taking note, John Williams? Please. Are you? Yeah. Are you listening? <laughs> hey, Goldsmith. <laughs> talking to you, Danny Elfman. What's hey, going on? What's going on over Wake there? Up. Wake, Wake up! Wake up, Dan. Elfman. <laughs> Yo, Elfman. <laughs> Yo, Elfman. Yo, Elfman. All right, Elfman. All okay. right, Elfman. <laughs> I haven't heard a peep from Hans Zimmer. Doesn't seem to have much to say now, does he? <laughs> I feel like it could it could very well be featured in Under the Tuscan Sun as well. It has that similar um, oh. six feet under type of vibe. Oh, six you know? feet under for sure. That yeah, that absolutely the six feet under music. Um, yeah, and we're all very aware of that because we've fallen asleep to those episodes or that movie and the the DVD screen because you know we watch the oh. DVD. Uh, yeah. We would wake up to that home screen playing over and over on a loop. So I'm just very familiar with that sound. Oh, my God. And now I'm going crazy of who does the music for Six Feet Under because I know who I know it's like somebody meaningful. And now I'm looking it up. It's was well, not Sia. Stop with. The, you know, she, oh, oh, I knew it. Thomas Newman. Oh, Thomas Newman. And didn't Thomas Newman do. Didn't he do the music for. uh the one that I just referenced. <laughs> uh, Under the Tuscan Sun? Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to vamp. See. Let's Thomas. see. I'm, I'm getting it. Let's see. 2000s. He did In the Bedroom. He did Aaron Brockovich. Oh, of course. Of course. He and did. Finding Nemo. And Finding Nemo. This guy is awesome. This guy he, is awesome. My favorite thing I have, I've always had like saved somewhere as like a favorite to on like a playlist, but his, it's the end title music to the movie Little Children. It is so good. Oh my God. It's so good. I mean, that movie, you know, it's. What's, what's, uh, what's Little Children? That's the one with Kate Winslet and um, Patrick Wilson. And they're like, it's like, I don't remember the, it's a, I don't know if it's a period piece. Um, no, it's not. But oh, Jennifer Connelly, and it's sort of like a suburban affair drama. Okay. But there's also this subplot about this creepy neighbor who might be like a pedophile, and you know, 
There's grave. little children. There's a pool. Um, just, just to make sure I've crossed my T's, Christoph Beck, of course, did Under the Tuscan Sun. So, Well, I mean, the erasure, the Beck yeah. erasure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not Thomas Newman, but similar mm-hmm. aesthetics. Similar. Yeah, aesthetics. sure. Oh, Thomas Newman wishes he got to plink those keys as she rode into Tuscany. <laughs> When do I leave? Thomas Newman. I have a, I've got something here. Patty. Patty. When do I leave? <laughs> the Thomas Newman edit. Oh, we are way off topic. Let's go yeah. back to Dragula. Let's go back to the boudoir. I want to yeah. talk about a very interesting moment because we can kind of focus on Dahlia here. This thing that we've heard before, I feel like I've heard it from... My friends when I was in my 20s, when I was in my 20s, from people in their 30s, just people in general uh, that have this view of life. If I'm a bitch for being honest, then I'm the biggest bitch you've ever met, right? This idea that like, oh, I'm just being honest. Oh, I'm just being honest. Do you feel like being a bitch or, you know, saying like, oh, yeah, okay, then I'm a bitch. Do you think that's just a cop out? I'm thinking of like being a bitch versus being kind. Oh, yeah, no, when someone says, like, well, like, I'm just being honest, and if you can't handle it, and blah, 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 oh, I am cat yawning so big, mm. such a big cat yawn, yeah. because it's it's such an immature way of, nav- of, of basically saying that you don't know how to, um, you don't know how to actually be honest. What you're doing is just kind of, like, you're just bowling a china shopping it and saying, yeah, well, I don't really care if dishes break. I'm just being honest. Well, that's not very constructive. Your goal is not to be honest. Your goal is to be, dis- you know, aggressive. Your goal is, is not to have honest communication. It's probably a whole bunch of other things, but it's not. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's a whole bunch of other things. I don't think. Yeah, the, I think the goal is, yeah, I want to express myself. I don't want to mince words, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to be. I just want to speak my truth. And I thought Landon, you know, the ultimate adult in the room. I thought he was like when he said, "Oh yeah, I think Dolly is being a bitch, and that's her truth." And I'm like, "What a great way to put it." <laughs> right. Well, and I think yeah, like there's like so, and we talked about this last week. Is like the contrasting example is. Um, Landon talking about like yeah I have only so much energy and hours in the day I have to like decide what I'm going to put that towards right. and I think um, that that's the kind of honesty I really like of just like basically deciding like I can't I can't put my energy towards this I'm I'm not interested in engaging with this I'm going to just move on like yeah. that's different um, it's yeah kind of I like mean when you're walking down in the subways and you know somebody's acting weird. And you're kind of you just walk by because you're like, up. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. And I feel yeah. like Landon does that. Like Dahlia, oh, she's being a bitch. Yep, that's what she's doing. That's fine. Yeah, I think I think the big difference is just like if your ego's involved in it, you know. Sure. And like sure. in the in the I'm just being a bitch is total ego, and just kind of like letting people coexist is like not being stuck in your ego. Yeah, and I think Dahlia's kind of saving grace here because she's a brilliant artist. Is that? It comes and goes. I feel like Dahlia doesn't know yet that she can be both. That, yeah, you can be honest and still be this, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. She can be Mm -hmm. the same person. And I don't know if she's figured out how to get rid of those walls yet. You know, I don't know, Dahlia. You know, maybe she's this, like, Mm -hmm. sweet, amazing, kind person. And on the show, she was making TV and she was just being a bitch. She was just being honest, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think a lot everything everything goes back to like vulnerability. You know, I think being honest is really vulnerable because you're 
it's like your defenses are down. You're not walking around kind of like telling little lies to, you know, navigate the world, um, you know, or to like avoid conflict or confrontation. And so I think a way to handle that vulnerability is to be like, well, I'm really tough. Like, don't fuck with me because I'm going to be honest. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Y- you're kind of protecting yourself in a different way. Right. Yeah, there is uh, an armor to being honest, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brutally honest. And tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, and she certainly was tough. She she went through a lot, I feel like, in the workroom. People were completely underestimating her, including us in the sense that we're like, who's this 23-year-old, right? But yeah. she clearly held her own. I thought she did amazing this episode for sure. I agree. I thought, I thought her floor show was great. I think that she has very um, complete concepts and really interesting ideas. I feel like there's... Um, yeah, there's there's each of the performances in the floor show. There was a different energy and a different character, and uh, I mean, especially the like that skin dress, the the horror one with the faces. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that. Created such a cool spectacle, oh and my I, god. it's kind of like even if I, even if there's things about somebody where I'm like maybe emotionally or whatever, I don't really connect. Like I admire the intellect it takes to figure that all out. Oh sure, yeah, the 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 boldness. Right. Yeah. The audacity. Yeah. yeah. There were some heartfelt moments in the workroom that I, I hesitate to say shoehorned in at the end because these were really great moments. But I don't feel like they were shoehorned in. I think that they were kind of like saved. But mm-hmm. it was obvious that <clears throat> Priscilla was prompted to ask Landon about her revisit of cancer. And we got the whole story from Landon about how she she filmed messages to her friends, fans and wife uh, before she went into surgery. And it was very, very emotional um, on all accounts. Um, But what, what I came out with it and what she kind of capped it with was we can only grow from the things that happen to us. Right. And again, having that appear on TV, having that appear on a show that mostly weirdos watch uh, is, it's a good reminder it's a good reminder that things uh, and I would I would you know the way I think of it is less happen to us but more happen for us uh, things happen mm-hmm. for us in order to grow it's a well, different way to look at things yeah well, and I think with Landon it's kind of like this great example of earned confidence you know like I think that's when you say about like you know weirdos watching like what I I certainly connect that with like people who may not feel confident or not feel comfortable and may feel certain adversity, certainly similar things that even Dolly is representing in her story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think with Landon, it's kind of like, here's somebody who's like been through some real shit and has like, not only like learned some lessons from it, but has like taken a lot of grace from it. And I think that, you know, we were kind of like sort of jokingly saying last week that Landon's like this great male role model. And I think Landon's just this great role model uh, in general of, of that. I think that's, I think the benefit of the adult in the room sharing like this is that we get to see how an adult handles um, adversity and how you, and that there is another side of it that it's not just about like, I've been through a lot of shit and I'm tough. It's I've been through a lot of shit and I've grown. I've been through a lot and I've um, softened, you know? And I think Mm. that's the reality. To me, that's real growth is when you can actually soften from all of the shit you go through. Sure. Um, The stuff that's supposed to make you harder actually softens you. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes when you face like the real dark shit of life, I mean, I don't, I don't blame anybody for, for 
you go through some kind of trauma or whatever and to just shut down close off like that's just survival but i think i think ultimate healing is for that to kind of i don't know like awaken um a part of you that appreciates life more or embraces life more but i think that's a really hard journey there's a, a contestant from this season that the Boulay brothers talked about <clears throat> on their podcast with craig they were talking about a contestant that they didn't name that has basically put themselves into a cocoon and is growing and is changing and is getting better in many ways. And it was kind of implied that they shut down emotionally, physically, mentally because of the show and that they are going through a transformation right now. And when they come out, they're going to be unstoppable. And I think about I think about what you just said, this tenderizing of the spirit to kind of be more malleable and to be uh, able to go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, I I think what really happens when you go through some shit and you learn from it is you're like, well, okay, I, you know, I can handle, uh, I can handle a lot. And so like, Mm -hmm. there's a sense of confidence in like what you're able to endure and, and how strong you actually are, you know? Right. And that it, and there's such a, yeah, there's just such a big difference between like being strong and being tough. Wow. I love that. Put that on a tote bag, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to talk about the floor show? Oh, the final floor show for a long time. Yes. A floor show. <coughs> so yeah, I, I mean, as we said, it's a great show. I I think, you know, you could nitpick here and there, but, I mean, let's start with Glamour. Um, Glamour. Yeah, Dahlia, I, I totally got the story. I mean, I picked my winners for each category, uh, the mm. ones that, like, I saw the most. And with Glamour, I picked Dahlia and Priscilla. Dahlia, for her story, this idea that there's this beauty queen that realizes she didn't win the crown looks in the mirror and then poisons herself Mm -hmm. i just thought it was it was so dramatic and well acted she looked stunning and i i loved watching it obviously with priscilla i just was not expecting her to look that gorgeous and that's no shade to priscilla she's kind of branded herself as this messy queen but for her to to present a beautiful mess i i just thought it was so surprising yeah, that was my same reaction was like, wow, Priscilla, like this is, I think especially like everything that she's talked about that she's gone through and like mm. the hard road to get here and to, and I think so much of her drags kind of reflected that and reflected the, the those messy edges and those rough edges and like, that's really cool. But I to see this, to see this full transformation um, and that still had like, you know, the, the vomit on the, on the face and like the pills and like the edges of like, oh, there's like the edges of wrong, you know, I, I, yeah, I, in some ways, like I agree. I think Dahlia may have been my favorite, but Priscilla was the most exciting. And why was Landon not both of our favorites? I feel like when Landon came out, something about it just felt kind of, like in in how I I'm always so clear on the narrative of mm. all of Landon's other looks. This one it was like, who is this old gay man <laughs> with blood you know, on his hands? With yeah. blood on his hands. I, who? It it was just yeah. It was um. 
I just really well, I didn't fully get it. Yeah, um, the, the the umbrella with the sparkles coming down or the rain, I guess it was supposed to represent. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't get the story. Obviously, they all looked immaculate, but the the story is what I was looking for and yeah, Landon's was the less realized. It wasn't as much of a performance as Dahlia's and Priscilla's wasn't as much of a performance as Dahlia's even though Priscilla looked phenomenal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting moment with Landon where I was like, oh, this is like the first time you've come out in something and I've been like, uh, um, <laughs> didn't really stick the Landon, did you, Landon, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. You landed outside of her, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of landing in left field there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Almost land in the bottom, you know? You yeah, be not a home run. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Yeah. Uh, land inside or more like land in the sea uh that didn't work no <laughs> land and sea uh, <laughs> more like landed to the side of her you know oh, landed to the side of her i like yeah. that i like i like um land in like land and sea i think land and sea plus you know yeah yeah sure <laughs> sure um I'm the worst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like landing the side of her. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's do filth. I I have to admit, Priscilla's was really hard to watch. I have not. I, I've watched the floor show twice. I, I've had to look away repeatedly, when, especially when she started. Oh, uh, yeah. It was awful. Oh, it was incredible. It was awful. I loved it. It was it, awful. Exactly. You know, I... I, I, I worried for you when they first showed her because I was like, oh, is she going to be defecating on stage? Like, is, what? Is, yeah. Is, like, I thought she was kind of squatting over something. And I'm like, oh, no, Val, I have to defecate. And I was like, <laughs> but Val. then it, it, it <laughs> I, yeah. just, I, I love that quote. I have to de- <laughs> yeah, just defecate. Oh, uh, that noise. <laughs> oh, oh, the noise. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I thought that that was what it was gonna be, but luckily she just sat on a chair and then put her feet in the chili. So. Oh God, it was so gross. Disgusting. But I, you know, it was. I, I had to. I have to say, like that. I mean, in terms of like the filth. That was the so filthiest. That yeah. was the filthiest. I mean, that the reaction is you can't watch. That has right. to be like bitch pudding. It was like once she started yeah. drinking the water, it was like I can't watch this. Yeah, I can't watch it. Disgusting. People on the set were grossed out watching that. Yeah, I can only imagine what Priscilla caused uh, on people on the set. With Seriously. Landon, Landon's filth was so much more performative and nuanced. It was also equally disgusting, but it was in quotes. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. It was very much in quotes. Um, and it was kind of a, a time where I struggled with the bodysuit. I fully understand. I appreciate the artwork of it. And, like, I understand, like, the need for it. But I feel like it was, like, the, the seams. It was just, like, well, I, it, the illusion is just compl- yeah. is really being lost that I kind of feel like, well, wear, like, a filthy T-shirt covered in stains, you know what I mean? Like, to cover those, like, bodysuit lines, you know? Yeah, and at the same time, you know, if we're if it's a drag show and it's in quotes, it's like, okay, we get what this performer is saying, and we're going to go with it. But because we were taken out of the reality, you know, with Priscilla's being like, this is disgusting, she's putting all of this nasty stuff on her. Um, with Landon, it was 
performative, except for the snot rocket. I do wonder how real the snot rocket was. That was pretty gross. That was pretty gross. I noticed how the second time watching, and I was like, that is gross and brilliant. And like, the sex toys were like disturbing in a way. Yeah, I thought they that were was disturbing. Interesting. Yeah, those tools. Um, and licking yeah. the nose of the sex doll, that, that was also very pervy which i also you know struggled with a little bit like it was gross it was yeah. nasty yeah yeah i mean she definitely put on a show uh yeah there was yeah. a lot for that person to play with right that could that could have been like a five minute scene yes know? i'm glad it wasn't yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then you had the butthole eyeball uh, oh yeah i was like what you know, I, I feel I, like that was a playful thing of like, yep, I know there's seams here, you know, and here's my butthole. I yeah, I guess you know, I I felt like there that was an opportunity to really have, like, to really go for the gold, you know, and like I, I'm not saying I wanted to see like, you know, poop, but I mean, I think you could, I think, I think would have been really cool because Landon was saying like, oh. Um, there's a lot of throwbacks to other looks from other challenges. It would have been cool to see some kind of like butt plug that was mm. like referencing back a past challenge. I don't know which one, the wolf daddy one, maybe. You yeah, know? maybe. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, in terms of Priscilla versus Landon for filth, and we'll talk about Dolly in a moment, the concept that Landon put forth and the story that Landon was telling was more realized and deeper. And there was this. There were she was calling or he was calling to this ultimate bachelor that is absolutely filthy and disgusting and and mm -hmm. performing it. And I, I like that concept more than Priscilla's, which was John Waters shock and awe, you know, totally, totally. Yeah. No, I think that ultimately, I think that what Landon did was a more textured performance. I think in this sheer gonzo gross out Priscilla wins. Yeah. Yeah. In a very uh, similar way of bitch put in. Kind of being like, yeah. yeah, here we go. And Priscilla, mm -hmm. I think, was trying to up the ante in many ways for for that story. The only problem is that with Bitch Puddin, it was the janitor. Like, there was something so iconic about that. Whereas Priscilla, you didn't really know who this person was except somebody who was disgusting. Yeah, I think that's the thing with Bitch Puddin is, like, there was there's this added narrative there mm -hmm. that just from the janitor coming out, you're like, oh, God, what is the <laughs> story with this and it's like I just I mean it's just reminding me of just like how fucking good she is and uh you and know because it's scary I mean and it was that, still that scary. scary yeah yeah it's still scary and it's but it's like you know you always know there's a story there where mm -hmm. I, I think Priscilla's lived in this like fucked up cartoon like Rocco's modern life world right right or Ren and Stimpy oh completely Ren and Stimpy yeah, yeah. band-aids yeah yeah Ugh. uh Dahlia she crushed up the baby and then poured it all over herself. Uh, you know, for me, this look was more horrifying than filthy. She looked so, maniacal. Yeah, here's the thing with this, is that it's interesting that she did a, a filth act that was more horror. Victoria did the same thing in season two. Her filth act was the, like, disemboweling the body and, like, you know, like, making out with right. it and pulling out the guts and to me i was like this feels like horror to me i like i'm pretty sure i'm remembering this correctly that i remember having the same feeling of like i get that it's filthy and she but i to me this is more horrific and it just seemed like the it was the exact same thing it was great but it just felt miscategorized yeah yeah it wasn't i think compared to landon's story 
and then Priscilla's performance, it 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 wasn't, it it didn't read as filthy. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was more of just like, yeah. It's it it just. I guess when I think of filth, I think of you know where bitch pudding goes or where Landon goes, where Priscilla goes. Of like, there is this gross element. I wasn't grossed out by Dahlia's. I was more like, oh my god. Let me tell you that when. When Dahlia got read for not being in character, mm-hmm. this totally just erases any doubt you had about her ability there. Because this was fully committed. The, oh, the body yeah. language, the face, the laughing, the just even how how she crushed up the baby with the bat and then licked the bat. It was it was that, that was pretty gross that she licked the bat. Yeah. She was giving me the kind of like crazy on stage that like a Bora would give you, you know. Mm, very much so. Very, very oh. much so. Yeah. Mm. Let's do horror, Mary. This was probably I. Man, okay. Let's save Landon for last because it was yeah. last. Yeah. Um, and then Dahlia, we'll talk about in a second. Let's talk about Priscilla. This was great. I I thought taking off the mask to reveal you know the rotting demon underneath. I thought that was a great. Uh, choice for horror it the only the only issue i had with it and again i'm not critiquing the drag i'm critiquing i'm critiquing how it related to this challenge when priscilla's wings popped up it felt comedic yeah and i i think there wasn't really much more of a show beyond that right like there wasn't i don't really feel like she had much more to do right she Um, took off the mask and then the wings came up yeah and it was like you know, and then she was just like, you know, ready for takeoff, taxiing at JFK, you know, <laughs> about uh, yeah. about eighth in line, though. I'll get you <laughs> up and off the ground in about 20 minutes, my pretties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, certainly three of horror, uh, which isn't so bad since the past two looks were high, if not one. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dahlia's I I got to say. Paging Evie Oddly, paging the year of having multiple faces, mm-hmm. um, it, this was terrifying. And, like, totally fashion and glamorous at the same time. I just thought yeah. that was so cool that she was able to create a horror look that was also fashion forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this look was fascinating. And, and moments where I was like, wait, which one is your face? I Like, mm. that moment of, like... Uh, that yeah, where I, I just was, I thought this was so cool, and I think yeah, like the the skin illusion just it like worked so well. I yeah. was yeah, I I really think that um, the the sort of set piece she created for herself with this look of, was just all she had to do was fucking spin around, and I was just like emptying my wallet on the stage. You totally, know? totally. I mean, t- I know we talked on uh, Ms. Cracker's Logo TV about you know, a drag show and how you come out and the look isn't everything because there's three minutes left of a song. There was so much to look at in this, yeah. in this, in this suit. And I have to say, I want, I want my ringtone to just be Dahlia Black in the boudoir saying my skin dress, my skin dress, my skin dress, my skin dress, it's my skin dress, my skin dress, my skin dress. It's so Ugh. brilliant. <laughs> My skin dress. I need to put my skin dress on. Ugh. 
put your skin dress on, Mary. <laughs> yeah, girl, kick on those heels and slip into that skin dress. The skin dress and your fuck me pumps. You know what I'm and saying, Mary? And your fuck me pumps. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, this was brilliant. I, You know, to be honest with you, I think, well, I have a lot to say about Landon, um, but this is my favorite Dahlia look all season. I Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think this was like, yeah, this was really exciting. I mean, again, I think in terms of like last impressions, I mean, she just she did really great this week. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally impressive, well deserved, you know, to be in the top three here. Mm-hmm. Landon, now, I'm gonna let you go first because I'm just so excited by it. Would, uh, yeah. So I mean, oh God, it was. I think, you know, this is kind of going back to, like, Bitch Puddin', where it was, like, there was a story here. There was, um, I think, certainly just change, taking this narrative. And, and, and I think this whole idea of, like, going on this drag competition reality show where on Drag Race they're, like, having Judy Garland week. And on Dragula he's, like, swinging an accent to Dorothy. It's just like, okay. I took a left at the mean <laughs> trees throwing apples at me and went the wrong way <laughs> went on the red brick road you know what I'm saying? yeah exactly exactly oh, yeah, well, yeah i just love how he took something so queer something so iconic and chopped it up and turned it into a horror flick the the audacity the creativity to take something as beautiful as the tin man right and right just make it a horrifying reality that it's actually this cruel selfish man that chops up Dorothy for her heart that he takes advantage of her kills her and then chops her up like it it's it's also a commentary on men you know what I mean I also oh, love yeah. that right Dorothy in the in a different Oz wouldn't have been that safe with three quote unquote male uh, compadres yeah, I mean, you think about it. You've got this, like, heartless guy. You've got this guy, you know, this idiot. And you've yeah. got this guy who's posing, who's a big old dandy. But, that's yeah. a whole, but you know, but, you know, you got those those guys that are just kind of, like, walking around strutting like their arms are bigger than they really are. Um, yeah, in some ways, the the, the scarecrow, the this and the scarecrow would be kind of like a guy who's like, you know, oh, you know, nice guys never win. And then yeah. they, like, and then they say, I'm going to rape you, you know? Like, right, they're just, right. like, so awful. I'm, like, Using her for her brain, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of feel like that idea, right, of, like, representing like in some ways you know these three guys were a bunch of assholes i mean we we did a wizard of oz episode and we just oh, like celebrate all the of them yes absolutely. but there's that narrative yeah i just um, love that that landon here in literally like 30 seconds of a floor show made me completely question the identities of those characters in the wizard of oz i right. love that i love yeah that. just a different yeah. lens it was really i i mean I th- and I think there it's like where we're talking about Priscilla coming out and tearing off a, a mask and then inflating some wings and then going on standby. It's like, okay, now what are you going to do? Whereas Landon's like, well, I guess I'll just keep chopping this body up and then I'll <laughs> eat the heart. And it's just like, good God, like the it's kind of like a science fair where like 
you know, Priscilla shows up and he's like, well, I just plugged these wires into a potato, you know, and then, you know, Landon's over here and she's constructed an entire ecosystem, you know, mm, right. It's just you, you just can't. And I'm not saying anything about bad about Priscilla, but it's just like that's what Landon did all season. It's yeah. just like completely turned it on its head, showed a different side to what a drag performance can be, how thoughtful and artistic it can be. This look, for the fact that it challenged me and basically scarred me when I think about The Wizard of Oz, the fact that in 30 seconds of drag that he was able to do that, to me, that deserves the crown. That deserves just a platform to go forth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was really I mean again if that's the last impression I I mean you just kind of do the comprehensive look back on land in this entire season and it's just mm-hmm. I, ugh like God um, the wolf y- look right? yeah the, the, the scientist the Tin Man it uh, the, the filth look it, the the merm the merman the the Poseidon I, it, the list just went on ugh. yeah it feel it's like it feels silly to even like you know consider like oh did landon just winning because he's a drag king it's like oh come on oh my god that's like the last thing on my mind you know i hope nobody thinks that i mean i really do i really i think i'd be shocked i feel like i feel like the general impression would be that like landon earned it all season yeah Um, yeah and definitely we would be remiss as an all right mary podcast to not clock the the carry reference at the end. I just, I love that. Oh yeah. I like, yeah. When they spill the blood. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it was, I mean, it was a great, it was a great, basically final floor show. It wasn't really a final, like, Oh, who's going to win. It was just kind of like, um, a talent show and then a quick crowning. Do you uh, prefer and, that type of finale? I mean, I was just going to say this episode was like 10 minutes shorter than the rest of the episodes, or it certainly was a few minutes shorter that, I at this point, I mean, Project Runway does this, Drag Race does this, where the final critiques are all kind of positive, right. where they don't really waste time pointing out what was wrong. Yeah. And I guess I like that. I kind of like that as like a, it caps the relationship that the judges have on the contestants on the show. On mm. the show, um, it kind of gives a cap to that storyline. We kind of get to see the. The, them kind of wrapping up their overall, here's what I saw from you all season and what you brought yeah. tonight, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was strange to me. I, I'd be very curious as to what the intention was with this um, because I just, I think from a pure, like, narrative standpoint, it was like, oh, that's a, that's a weird way to make your point is by cutting out, like, the big finale. Yeah, we got just echoey one-liners about each of them uh, at the end there and it was yeah I mean we saw their whole journey we saw their audition tapes which I thought were brilliant I love Dahlia Black's when she was doing the seance um, oh, yeah. and then even Landon talking about how she's just gonna puke 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 everywhere um, hired um, I, yeah. uh, I I love that and for them to cut out the last part of the journey I think it was certainly intentional or something happened in filming well, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, did something happen? And they just needed to kind of, you know, make it work, like just put some googly eyes on it and call it a day. I, mm. that, it was a little bit of Marge Simpson with the Chanel dress of like, <laughs> well, I think they were trying to make a little, you know, slip dress out of it. But then it was a bit of a Lisa plays. And, you know, <laughs> you just got to laugh. Yeah. 
<laughs> Israel, please. <laughs> and That's just, right. We didn't even see Israel this no, episode. We got so little of Israel. Is really a shame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shalom. Um, yeah. Manishma. Um, I, I have to say, this is a call to all Marys listening. Let's do our best to not nag the boules for season four. We want them to do season four when they're good and ready. And now is certainly not the time to ask when season four is going to start. And if I find out that any of you have, I will come to your house. (laughs) And hug you for being a Mary. (laughs) And I'll say, hey, it's Colin from All Right Mary. I brought you this tote bag. It says, it says, it's time for a big girl to win. <laughs> Don't take it personally, and then I'll leave. You know what? Us big it, girls got to stick together, Us Colin. big girls got to <laughs> stick together. I'm wearing my Eaton dress made out of skin. So oh, yes, my Eaton skin dress. <laughs> my Eaton skin dress. I'm going to go eat skins. <laughs> potato skins. Potato skins. Potato skins. <laughs> um, uh, it's time for a big girl to win. It's time uh, for a big girl to win. <laughs> It seems so like shaming. I'm not. I feel like I hope no one's taking that like I'm making fun of big girls. I'm, no, it's it. You're not making fun of big girls, but the thing is, is somebody would buy that tote bag, Colin. Believe I know. Total. Uh, yeah. Well, I know. I know. Someone and would buy. And that's why it. I, I don't yeah. think we should sell those because people won't get the joke that that's actually reductive. Right. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. But, uh, well. It's uh You've succeeded. You succeeded. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, Dragula season three. Yeah. Mary, I got a question then, uh, as we, you know, wrap up this convo. So looking looking back at Dragula and knowing what we know about reality competitions and drag race and all that's happening with this brand, is there anything that can be changed to Dragula the show or the format something that the Boulay brothers can do to keep it fresh to not have it run stale I'm not saying that it is running stale I will say the reunion felt you know a little clean um, and as one of our our Mary's pointed out less punk um, I'm, I'm wondering if you think there's if if there is an opportunity for the Boulay's to you know try out a different format maybe um, my, I, I haven't thought about this, but my initial reaction or my initial thought is the way that they do this is in the casting. Like that's, yeah. cause I think the format is, you know, is fine. I don't think it needs to change. I think, you know, the whole, I think that they have, they have changed elements of the competition. I think the whole idea of we're not here to drag, judge your drag, all of that. I feel like where they where I think what's most exciting about Dragula is the casting. And I think what's at the heart of what I think people see as so special about Dragula is who they have on is like the drag that by having it on, they they're validating it. And so to me, it's like, I guess it's kind of like this, that having performers on like Yavska, for example, amazing. I, I feel like there's even more abstract artists or even more left of center artists out there. And I, I, I think that it would be cool to see more of that, but I do feel like the competition would probably have to be adjusted because I feel like 
a lot of these challenges, it's like, okay, well, Yavska can't do that look. You know, if you're going to have a mask on, you're fucked. You know, like, I think... Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of these challenges, if you do a certain type of drag, you know, you'll do just fine because you can kind of adjust to these different aesthetic changes. But if you do something real wackadoo, it's like, oh, how are you going to make this work Um, without just abandoning your drag entirely? Um, Yeah. I mean, I do love the rawness of their, of Dragula in the sense that they cast really, really well. They cast all really great artists and then just let the chips fall where they may. And perhaps the producers, perhaps the contestants themselves might overproduce, might overthink, and that's kind of out of their control after they've cast. I do think the one challenge that I think needs just some updating is the the Monsters of Rock challenge. And I hate to oh. be negative Nancy over here, but I... I, there's uh, maybe m- maybe keep the challenge. I, there's just something missing. Do you know what I mean? And maybe I'm not. Cre- I, I definitely am not creative enough to figure out what that is. But it seemed like that was the. If it wasn't for Hollow, th- that challenge would have kind of, I don't know, went limp. Yeah, you know, I. I think girl group challenges, rock group challenges. I like you have to think about like, ultimately, all we're doing is watching them perform a song and they all are playing their own instruments so like obviously we've seen the performers work with that and put on a good show but overall there's always someone stuck behind the drums yeah you're absolutely right you know at the end of the day like this season it was really just like until hollow you know had a moment it was really just going to be Eva or Madeline's show because it's like Landon for example it's like well what are you going to do you're like animal back there from the Muppets on the drums. There's nothing else you can do, you know? Wow, 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 wow. Like, what are you going to – yeah. Like, what are you going to do? So, I know, mother. <laughs> so <laughs> that's your animal impression? No, no. Um, I know. Do you know who that is? Janice, is that it? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I I don't know. I agree. I, I would not be sad to see that one go, but I – appreciated the I appreciated in season two the kind of slasher movie challenge I appreciated that this season did a Dungeons and Dragons challenge mm-hmm. I love that they're going into fandoms and geekdoms and things like that to find inspired challenges I hope there's more of that yeah definitely I the Dungeons and Dragons episode was great in terms of the the rocker challenge it's I will say this at least we got Welcome to the House of Whores. I mean, at least yeah. we got that. At gay least anthem. we got that. <laughs> we we got that public access three fifteen in the morning. You know, we got the static lines and then the kind of like blurry, and then it and then it clears up. <laughs> Here they are. Welcome to. Well, uh, you know, I have to say that band is is doing just fine in L.A. Like they're a local band, they're great, but. You know, I'm glad that we got. Yeah, I'm glad that we got it because I got it. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, I got it, but <laughs> I've now, had it. <laughs> I've had it. I was. But I've say, had Val, it. I, Val, I have to defecate. But uh, oh, <laughs> the noise! It's like Mark. Close the door. Do my valve log. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my valve. Like, Mark, stop pooping with the door open. 
Oh, marriage goals, right, Colin? Nope. No. Uh, yeah. Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> I think you know a little bit of mystery goes a long way. Where? Did, where's that quote from? That's got to be some quote. I I don't know. I okay. did kind of say it like Brenda Vaccaro's, so it sounded oh. like a quote. All right, Brenda. Now, if you'll excuse me, a little mystery goes a long way. <laughs> All right, Brenda. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, any other any other thoughts on Dracula season three? This was a great season, and I think it was because of the cast. I loved many of the openings. I thought the Boulets looked amazing. I think that they are continuing to push the boundary for just a platform for drag, which I think is great. Um, and and it it has a rightful place. Yeah, I think they've created something really cool, and I think it was a, this was a really fun season. Um, it's so weird when a season ends. It's like, oh, my God, wow. Yeah. Another one in the can. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, at the same time, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember when, like, we were like, oh, God, what are we going to do? We have, like, four weeks. We have to, like, come up with more content before a season starts. We mm. are never going to have that problem again. Nope. nope. We are never going to have that problem again. And as we end the season, I'm just like, okay, well, what, we have a queue of things we have to cover. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's, that, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, there's that feeling too of like, this is over, but like next, we're, we're concurrently doing Drag Race UK. So we're going to keep doing that. Right. And then once Drag Race UK ends, maybe Celebrity Drag Race, if we decide to cover it, maybe Drag Race Canada, whenever that airs, maybe. I think we have to. Yeah. Maybe season seven will finish. You know, there's. I think, I, yeah. We got to go so back and do that. There's so much to do. Uh, and then obviously All Stars is going to start sooner than we think. I have a feeling. I know last year it started in December. Um, luckily yeah. there won't be a holiday show this year. I am hoping that there is, man, because the thing is if they start airing it in January, that means like season 12 won't finish until, you know, mid June, mm -hmm. like late June, because mm -hmm. when are they going to film, you know, all of the other seasons that are on the docket so i have a feeling it's going to start sooner rather than later and you know we're all in drag race fatigue and i you know i hope that there's something that will just kick us in the butt and refresh us you know yeah i mean you know it's like i, I think about last year and i was like oh i just want like another month off and then all stars four started and we had a great time with it and what um, privilege yeah. yeah, like there was like so much that was fun. Like I think this whole idea of drag race fatigue is so interesting. Mm. It's I like I kind of feel like it's valid. I get it. I certainly feel it, but there's a part of me that's like really embarrassed to even like say that. It's just like really you're really tired of so much of this show that you like, you poor little lamb. Grow yeah, up. Like yeah. you know what I well, mean? I'm not well, saying I'm saying know, that only to the, myself, you know? Well, like, sure, sure. I get it. I I think the fatigue for me, and I forget who was saying this. Maybe I saw it on Twitter somewhere and it, it totally resonated with me. The format is just getting a little stale. Okay, that I can I can I can get on board with that of like if you're gonna do so many seasons. It's like uh, it, it does start to because they're one on top of the other. Well, that, the way the fact that it doesn't change. This, and yeah. we've been seeing this format for 19 years 19 like, well whenever you know project runway and america's next top model started maybe you know 15 years this format of challenge runway deliberation 
end. You know, like just that idea of a reality competition show. Yeah, and I guess you know I hear that, and then it and you know mainstream audiences have even been watching that. I guess with Drag Race, it's like now Drag Race has such like more mainstream appeal. It's like oh, don't don't change it up. Like keep it familiar for all these mainstream audiences right. to come could come discover Drag Race. You know, like I yeah. Um, because I at work, you know, my my manager like sent around like the link to the video, the high tea video, oh. and and people were really people loved it. They thought it was really great. People were really supportive. And but like then some people who don't watch Drag Race were like, "Oh my god, I have to start watching this show. This is like a really this looks like really fun." <laughs> and you have to remember like how many people out there are that's their mindset of like, "Oh, this looks like a really fun show." Right. And so for them to like re-engineer it to this like really wackadoo thing because like. Oh God! I've just you know I've been watching this for so long. It's like they would probably lose people, you know. I hear that. I, you know, it's interesting in my life. You know, I work for a gay chorus right now. Um, not, not one person that I I work with in that chorus, at least the, to my knowledge, has mentioned that they saw me on LogoTV.com. So, it, it's weird. Like it completely missed them. You know. Yeah. Right. Like I guess you know it. It sort of makes you wonder, kind of like what. You, I guess you would think this is like a gay men's chorus in New York City. Yeah. It stands to reason, you know, stands to reason one of them would watch high tea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, and, it, you know, maybe because it's Drag Race UK, it's on LogoTV.com. It's not, you know, widely circulated. Maybe that had something to do with it. Who knows? Um, I, but I'm surprised that it didn't show up on anybody's Facebook. You know, it's, so who knows? Maybe they're just not telling me how awful I looked. You know? That's probably <laughs> what it is. It's like if they told you they saw you, they'd have to admit how terrible they thought you were and looked and are. God. Yeah. Um, know, maybe, and, and you know what? I know that there are some chorus members that have listened to All Right Mary and on and off or whatever. And m maybe they're just allowing me to have my space. You know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I think this is kind of like, you know, it's like I don't think I don't think a lot of people I, there's only like I think a small handful of people in my life outside of my podcasting life who listen to this podcast right, you know same, same. Um, and and I get it I do sort of I get it and I also like kind of prefer it because then I, I, like I'm not in my head so much of like oh god so and so is listening you yeah, know exactly oh god like, For I sure. like that it's just, like, the Marys who, like, this is all you know. This is what you know of me. So there's no expectation of anything other than whatever I'm putting out, you know? Right, right, right. Like, you haven't seen me, like, hose down a, a plate of nachos. You know what I mean? No, yeah. <laughs> like a vacuum hose. Just, yes, exactly. yeah, I mean. sure. Yeah, like a human crevice pipe. Just <laughs> sucking in those tortillas. Yeah. I do love a plate of, you know, vegetarian nachos. Ugh. God, so good. Oh, is it vegetarian? Oh, is there no animal, no meats in it? Well, I'm a, you know, I'm a gluten, gluten-free vegan. So. Oh, are you watching your gluten? I'm, I'm gluten-free vegan spice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gluten-free vegan spice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Mary's a little bit of meat. Yeah, <laughs> Mary's. You know, that reminds me, we do still have half a season left of Drag Race UK. So it's not like we're going anywhere. We no. are, a, we are a week behind. If you're not a Matreon, we are a week behind. Uh, the BBC airing of Drag Race UK, but you can always catch up um, and you know listen to us a week after the BBC airing or when it airs on Logo. 
Um, which or you, you know, could become a Matreon at patreon.com backslash RA Mary. Yeah, you could do that too. And then because we are putting out the recaps like the next morning. Oh, and, it's and, like and, the quickest turnaround we've ever had. Exactly. And for this week, we're doing it probably like two hours after the airing because I'm traveling on the on Friday. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be something. Uh, we'll We're squeezing it in, Marys. We're oh. squeezing it in. Oh, Colin, people, I know. I know. Oh, my God. I don't even care. I don't I even feel care. like the cat and you're the dancing daisy with the saxophone. Yes. I am going <laughs> to dancing. I'm a dancing daisy. And I'm going to dancing daisy all the way through the rest of this season. I don't care. No, when people say, I don't like your accent, you say, oh, really? Well, <laughs> gotcha. I'm Cheryl Hole and I gotcha. <laughs> I don't, I don't. You you are an air guitar, Mary. You are yeah. dancing the Macarena yep. in rollerblades. Uh, yep. with transitional a, lenses on. Transitional lenses on. Exactly. Yeah. I am biting my lower lip. I don't care. You're appreciating am, jazz. <laughs> I am a. Pre- oh, I'm appreciating jazz here. Um, I am. I am definitely appreciating oh, jazz. Man. I love it. Man. I I love it. You it's you a, you love that people aren't listening because of your accent. Yeah, because some people are. Some people. I know. I've some gotten people love more. It. Some people. I, love we've it. gotten like one or two. Like, oh, girl, the accents are terrible, and I'm like, yeah, well, I, I know. I, don't I you know, think it's interesting. You, you get you get. Oh, the accents are terrible because you know whatever. But on Instagram, I get a lot of people being like, oh, my God, the accents. <laughs> oh, you are, no, dramatizing. Dramatization. You got, like, two people who said that. I'm not believing any of that. Gia, uh, I don't have time for your drama. Yeah, your drama. Get out of my station. <laughs> You know, everyone is saying on Instagram that it's bad. You're right, well, Mary. Everybody's saying it. Everybody, everybody say it. It's a yeah. sheet of ice. Yeah. My mother, uh, every, my everyone, side. yeah, it's a sheet of ice. <laughs> exactly. I don't wear bad accents. <laughs> yeah. And like, by the way, I know it's bad. I never said it was good. I know. I know. It's, I, like, you know it's people terrible. People listen to it just but as yeah. long as we tell them, you know, skip forward here. <laughs> you know, or it's just like, it's a fucking podcast. Relax. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, a, it's a podcast. That's true. <laughs> it's so ephemeral. Like. I agree. Yeah. It you know, it's going to end in four episodes. So. Yeah. yeah. And I'll never do it again. Or will I? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, but there's Marys the, out there that like it and it's worth it for them. I, I yeah, I agree. And you know, uh I will say that the the segment they cut from our Logo TV debut with Ms. Mm. Cracker is when we were saying the word no in different accents. <sighs> Oh, I was kind of relieved. I was worried about that because I, I honestly, I would want have wanted to do it differently. I thought about that moment later uh, because I've always been, a, I've always loved how like this was like my impression of somebody like from living in Australia. Like this is what how people would start sentences. If you ask them a question, they go, "Oh yeah, no." Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah no. no. So that's how I would have said it. But I would have said it like, um, and this is more Australian, I think, too. But I would have. It's no, no. No, no, that's no, 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 no,
take what out your bag. What was her name? What was her name? Oh, I, I, Carolyn. I think it was Carolyn. Yeah. Oh, Ste- Stephanie oh. or Carolyn? It's one of those like three syllables. Yeah, Stephanie, Stephanie, Carolyn. <laughs> Stephanie is to say that in an Australian accent, Mary. Um, uh, oh God, st- st- no! I'm gonna. It's gonna be more New Zealand, but here it comes. Stephanie, no, not Stephanie. Stephanie. Um, <laughs> stiff. No, stoy. Stephan. Nah. Yeah. I'm having stiff, a stroke. Stiff. Stephanie. 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 I can't do it. Stephanie. Ca- <laughs> Stephanie Carol. Carol. Is, is there an accent that you are good at? Nar. <laughs> no. Nar. Nar. Oh, well, no. No, I'm. I, there's no. The only accent quickly. I can do. Sorry. The only, yeah, quickly. Quickly. What are you good at? No, the only accent I can do is like, is like a, is like a, like a, I do this. It, John's listening. He's just gonna, it's going to be a little ear tug. I do this character of Lou Malnati because we went to Chicago oh, and I got no. so stuck on the name. So, yeah, my uncle Lou Malnati, you know. I got the recipe from him, you know, and I'm I'm out there, I'm sitting in the koozie, and I'm like, yo, bring me some of them, bring me some of them white claws. Yeah, yo, babe, get in there and get me a white claw. I'm gonna. You know, we put- we we do we do that. We've done that voice, uh, maybe the Lumelnati voice. Um, the Lumelnati voice. Lumelnati, yeah. but we it's like when you're ordering at the deli and you're like, hey, hey, can I get can I get a, a couple of those cum dumps? Yeah, <laughs> you have any more cum dumps? Are there any more oh cum dumps God. back there? Bring, Yo, me out you, a, bring me out a couple of cum dumps. Just put them. Just put them in a bag. Yeah, I'm gonna eat them hot. Yeah, yeah. Just put them in a bag. Yeah, just on a plate. On a plate. Yeah, just, thanks, yeah give him on a plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. And, and he does the he does the gimme finger. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing it right yeah. now. It's yeah, 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 I'm doing yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me, yeah, give me, yeah, give me, yeah, give yeah, me on a plate. Yeah, yeah. You got a little sauce for these or something I can put on? Like, no, nah, that's nah, fine. Yeah, leave the gun. Take the cannoli. You know, take the cum dump. Yeah, cum dumps. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so that like that, and obviously I can do the Marco voice. Like that's the oh, only you can do Marco. Here. So oh, I grew up. Hey guys, I mean, yeah. give me a couple of cum dubs. I mean, that's it. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Cheryl Hose, gotcha. My my father has a very heavy Brooklyn accent, and everybody on his side of the family just very heavy. My mother's Brooklyn accent comes out when she turns into Flatbush Debbie, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. But my father, he's the only reason why I can do. A Brooklyn accent. Why I have to correct people when they say Joyzy? It's not Joyzy. Nobody in Joyzy says Joyzy. Nobody says that. Yeah. Um, I think that nobody I have a very says that. Oh my god, says that nobody says that. But okay, okay. Anyway. <laughs> that's right. Nobody says that. Um, yeah. I feel like that's Violet Chachki or something. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Hot Lana. <laughs> nobody says that. I love nobody so says shady. that. I feel like that's a Lee Dawson. Nobody says that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 I, yeah. He uses that all the time. Yeah. I, I, I also believe that I have a very good Midwest accent because I did live there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that I can do it fairly well, not convincingly, but it's one that, like, you know, I can pull it out, and and people are like, oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do the, the long A's. Yeah, like the Michigan A's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll go back to Ann Arbor oh, and get a yeah, snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have a little bit of Edith Bunker in me, but that's about it. Oh, you have a very good Edith. You have a, a Andrew. Oh, I I am yes. an Andrew Garfield. Yes, but all that's over like your tits. An... Yeah, it, yeah. I'm Andrew Garfield all over your tits. <laughs> uh, but it's like Andrew Garfield in Angels in America, which is right, very only. specific. Yes, I only. know that like he that's not how he really sounds. Right, but right. if you saw Angels in America on Broadway, <laughs> I I saw an angel. Um, 
But you could your snatch game definitely could be Edith Bunker. But I can only say that one line. I can only say, I do the cooking and the cleaning. I don't know. No, you do. Oh, Archie. Oh, Archie. Oh, oh, Archie. <laughs> that sounds bad right now. It, it does. Used I to have be to, better. <clears throat> it needs to be better. No, I, have to, I haven't done it. I've, I've been up there for so long. Mm. No, I have, let me bring it down. Oh, 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 Archie. Oh, Archie. Oh, Archie. It's, it's in there. It's in Marco. there. Oh, oh, Archie. Marys, if you it's ever meet there. if you ever meet me in person, ask me to do my. Uh, I almost said Reese Witherspoon. Uh, no, ask me to do my Renee Zellweger. It's visual only because uh, I can't do her voice, but it is only visual. That's probably my only impression besides like Marge Simpson. Yeah. Oh, and Marge. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon doing Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Jimmy Fallon as Robert De Niro. <laughs> He says one line. <laughs> oh, Archie. There it is. Oh, that's better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Archie. Maybe we can edit out all the other ones. Nah, leave them. Leave them. All right. Let's let's end our episode there, Mary. Uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts on our terrible accents, uh, please email us about it. Um, uh, all right, Mary podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Dragula and how great the season was, how fabulous Landon's crown was, wait a few days so there's no spoilers, and then certainly chime in on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can also find us on the web at www.tasteofreality.com backslash allright-mary um, or on our website www.allrightmary.com If you want, you can follow me on Twitter at johnnyalso1 or you can find me on Instagram at johnnyalso. And you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. This week I have two episodes with two guests, um, so a uh, big week for in the details. And uh, you can also get me on my relatively new podcast, Best Supporting Podcasts with Nick Kachanoff, where we have just put out our episode on Ruth Gordon and Rosemary's Baby. Oogie uh, spooky. Uh, uh, and obviously, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and more of both of us, including early access to those accents at patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. There you go, Mary. We will be continuing our uh, Patreon episodes uh, or our Matreon episodes. Uh, we are phasing out of All Right Scary, but we are first revisiting Alien, the, the iconic um, last girl scene. Uh, so very Jones. excited for that. Yes, should, we, should we talk about the whole movie or should we just talk about like the Ripley segment at the end? Uh, I don't know, Mary. I, I feel uh, like we're going to watch the whole movie, but then probably only talk about how great Ripley was. Yeah, and I guess because I don't want to not talk about Veronica Cartwright as well. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah. Oh, God, oh Dallas, God, he's coming. Oh, God, Dallas, he's coming. <laughs> you stepped on my Eileen Brennan. Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> you stepped on my Eileen Brennan. <laughs> Put that on a tote bag, Mary. Yeah, you stepped on my Eileen. You stepped stepped on my Eileen Brennan skin dress. Oh, I love skin dress. Oh, just the way Dahlia says it. Oh, my skin dress. My skin dress. Brilliant. 
All right, Marys, we are going to leave it there. Our last chance lip sync this week in honor of our newly reigning king, we bring you the police king of pain. Very appropriate. Uh, and we'll see you next time. And hopefully, you know, you keep it spooky. Ooky spooky. It's the same old film as yesterday.